Great. So I call this meeting to order at 5.35 p.m. Clerk, could you please take roll for attendance? Yes. On all the roll. President, Commissioner Yes. President, 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 and President, 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 we recognize that public access is essential and invites participation, public participation in all ways. First, public comment will be available on each item. Comments are option to speak during the public period are available via phone call by calling 415-655-0001-3892-482-171-0347, then pound and pound again, or you can join us online via the FX system or in person. When connected, you'll hear me in the section be muted and the same of only when your item of interest comes up, please stop us on three and back to the speaker event and call in or projecting skill events to make sure that you Alternatively, you can submit a comment in writing by emailing them to the youth commission at youthcom.org. If you submitted a public comment by email, it will be forwarded to commissioners and included in the file. You may also send your written comments via U.S. Postal Service at our office in City Hall at one drop in the comments will be taken in place. Room 
Yeah, that was say anything. So with that, for the next part, really please call item number five. Item number five is general public comment, not on today's agenda. So, the comment on the jurisdiction of the HRTD committee, the non-today's agenda, and just the comment on this matter should be best out right now. Here are my exploration and uh, if you begin, because you've been unmuted, called in, uh, or to be to be joined by the WebEx. Okay, so with that, public comment is closed and we can call item number six. Item number six is a presentation on the expansion of multi-stall gender neutral helmet restrooms. And um, I will promote our Hi, Clarissa, can you hear us? Hi, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, should I get started now? Perfect, yeah. And you'll have about um, 10 minutes to present. Uh, if it's less, that's fine, and then we'll just uh, have some time for Q&A. So thanks for being with us. Yeah, okay, thank you. Hi, everyone, my name is Clarissa Ramos, and I'm a Teen Anti-Bias Fellow at the Contemporary Jewish Museum. For my fellowship project, I used art to advocate for gender-neutral restrooms, but my, I'm passionate about restroom equity in all forms. Today, I want to discuss with you trying to open another public restroom in the Tenderloin. As you likely know, San Francisco currently uses self-cleaning restrooms made by J.C. Doe. There's already one in the Tenderloin, but I've seen lines for the restroom due to the high density of unhoused people in the area. This is why I think that the Tenderloin needs another public restroom. The restrooms made by J.C. Doe are expensive, and some of the newest public restrooms in SF are only open from 9 to 5, when unhoused people need them 24-7. The solution? Portland Loo. These restrooms are relatively affordable, with initial costs starting at $90,000 as of the company's report from 2017. The cities of Oakland and Emeryville are already starting to use them. You might be thinking, how does this impact youth in particular? Homelessness is most concentrated and visible in the Tenderloin. According to the Trevor Project, 28% of LGBTQ youth reported experiencing homelessness or housing instability at some point in their lives. That makes it a youth issue. In addition, while only 13% of San Francisco's total population are minors, 22.4% of the Tenderloin is made up of people ages 0 to 24 years old, and 10.5% of households in the Tenderloin include a minor. We need to stand for the Tenderloin's youth, but also continue to advocate for everyone in need of a safe place to use the restroom and wash their hands. I'm asking you to sign on to a letter of support that will be sent to Mayor London Breed and the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. The letter would include a general statement of support towards equitable restroom access, and a specific call to action of installing another public restroom in the Tenderloin. Questions? Well, thank you. Um, commissioners, um, do y'all have any questions in the school presentation? Um, I guess my question was like, can you explain your reasoning for why um, you think we should have more general neutral bathrooms like specifically in the Tenderloin as opposed to other neighborhoods? Um, so, all like 
truly public restrooms would be gender neutral, like even the one San Francisco has now, it's not like they're divided by gender. Um, but for the Tenderloin in particular, it's just that that's where there's the most need for public restrooms um, because of the high concentration of unhoused people. And in the, the letter I've written, um, I've also talked about how like the need for public restrooms would also benefit business owners as well. Um, so it really help everyone. Thanks. Were there any other questions? People are still thinking, I can ask because this is my district. I don't know if it's that much of a question, but I just say, I really agree, you know, I represent district five, which includes the um, tenderloin. And just today, even like getting here, we were a little late because, um, you know, we were hunting down like a, a public restroom in the district. And it, it is really hard to find, you know, a lot of times you have to like rely on like a, a private business or like a restroom that has like, you know, limited hours. So I, I really uh, agree with this um, pause and I'm, I'm glad you're uh, working on this. So, yeah, I think that's great. And it's, um, it's insightful to like hear, um, I think you mentioned like the, the comparisons to like other cities. Um, that are installing these, like, um, I guess it's like the Portland style restrooms. But yeah, that's, uh, thanks for that information. Thank you. I have, a, I have a question too. First of all, thanks so much for coming to talk to us, I guess. You know, like with the T-stall restroom approach, um, are you guys, like, is this is letter of support envisioned public restrooms as like a bottom of places that they exist elsewhere in the city or looking at other cities? Like, Portland is Commissioner Miller referenced. Do you know what the, um, what the this year what's going to be sitting restrooms? So, like with the multi stall thing, that's not really my um, current vision for the tenderloin based off of like realism. Um, like for like the how the multi stall gender neutral restrooms thing ended up on the agenda is was more of like that was what my fellowship project was focused around, but for the Tenderloin, I'm just hoping that we add just another, like, uh, one of those standalone single stall restrooms, but the Portland Loo is a company that makes them more affordable. Um, yeah, thanks for clearing it up. It's like I saw the agenda item, or the, the agenda items, multi-stall, and then your presentation sort of referenced you know, single stall, but yeah, I think, I think single stall is protecting them. Yeah. Did I fully answer your question? Uh, how do you plan on servicing the districts? Like, do you plan on having people on staff to service the districts? So, yeah, so um, San Francisco is currently already paying for like restroom attendance through the pit stop program. And so, um, with this, like the Portland Blue, part of why it's more affordable is because it's not self-cleaning. But the thing is, the JC Doe restrooms, um, some of them still occasionally require like manual cleaning anyway. And through the pit stop program, um, it's like we're already paying for bathroom attendance. Um, so adding on the role of like sort of a janitorial aspect wouldn't be like a much of a budget increase kind of thing. Thanks. Great, thank you. I have like a logistical question. If we implement these bathrooms 
in like the tenderloin where there's like a high population. How do we ensure that like the space is like there for everyone and like someone just doesn't claim the area? How do you keep it like free for everyone? Um, do you mean in like terms of making sure that people can still walk on the sidewalk where the restroom is placed or what's your um area of concern? Or like if it's placed there, like what happens if someone uses it as like a place of shelter? Like how can it still be accessible? Um yeah, so that's actually why the city of San Francisco implemented the pit stop program and the rest, the whole like restroom attendance thing, despite the fact that the JC Doe restrooms are self cleaning, um, because of the fact that they wanted to deter issues like this. Um, so seemingly it's worked so far, um, but that means that the fact that the JC Doe restrooms are self cleaning means that they're kind of useless or like that feature is kind of useless. Um, because or, or pointless so we might as well have like more affordable restrooms that we can put in more places instead of um what we have now thank you great thanks and i know you mentioned you had like um, a letter you were hoping to have us sign on to um so like i don't know you probably like experienced this just in like getting on the agenda like you know it took a while and like yeah but um Basically, like, you know, we'd love to um, vote on it tonight, but there's like certain requirements of like public noticing and stuff. So, uh, unfortunately, I, and maybe uh, Josh, you could correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we're able to actually um, vote on to like sign on tonight. But if you um, email it to us, because we have to notice it on our website in advance. So, if you could email it to me or our staff, uh, that way we can um, notice it on our website um, and then we'll vote on it at our um, next meeting, which I guess is going to be probably in like two or three weeks. So yeah, sorry we can't vote on it tonight. I should have um, let you know, but it's been kind of crazy. We're like doing recruitment um, for next term and stuff. So sorry about that. Yeah, I can totally send it to you and also ask for feedback because I've never written a letter like this before. Yeah. Great. Perfect. Commissioners, did y'all have any like final questions um, for our presenter? If not, do you have any um, last words? We really appreciate you uh, being here tonight, and it's really cool like um, how far like you've um, taken this project, and it's it's really great to just see people involved. So thank you. Thank you. Any last questions? I think we're all good. But yeah, definitely um, send us the letter and uh, we'll let you know um, once we've um, taken action on that. Should be in a few weeks. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Well, okay, great. So with that, was there any public comment on item or on item six, the presentation? Great, so with that, um, we'll close public comment on item six and we can move to call item seven. Yes, item number seven is committee business with all items 
following this discussion or possible Great. So um, our first item is item 7A, legislation referred response questions for BOS file 230519, which is the hearing uh, on homelessness support housing strategic plan uh, that we heard at our last committee meeting. Do we know, did we actually come up with questions last meeting that were just on the video recording, or did we? I believe the conversation was like some questions were discussed, but that it'd be presented. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just curious because uh, I don't remember fully uh, the conversation we had two weeks ago. Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Well, my question is, is what will you be getting a presentation about today? 
because we got a presentation and that's how we were able to like source questions. But if we're just like telling them that there's a strategic plan and we expect them to have no, it's not doesn't sound very sensible. Do we have a, is there, this is separate from the presentation, the presentation, it was just like, oh, it's them, I feel like that's just like that. So is there, is there a supervisor or something who's like sponsoring this, who can like send a legend or something? Or is this like a well, mayor? Can we ask HSHM? There I mean, we can ask. <laughs> <Three months. laughs> Good question. I would say I don't know because now it's not the budget has been presented. So now it's at discussion of the board So I will present. But that's also separate from the bill. Yeah. This is, this is a hearing, not a full plan. People don't need to like have like a deep understanding of the plan. They could have just ask, you know. Question. You have to have a question about housing, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. There was a presentation. Yeah, I was. I will say, like, it, it would be helpful. I don't know if it's really like the LAO's responsibility or who, but like, we have all this ledger bird, and especially when there's somebody who's not really like an expert on the mission, it would be. Josh, would you be able to reach out to someone and see if you can come to us? I can announce Like the 26th. Yeah. Oh, and the sponsors are Ronan and Manny. Ronan and Okay. So maybe we can reach out to their offices. I know we handle its office before so maybe somebody saw this thing um, uh, okay cool <laughs> there's that um so um do we have item seven e which is the bikes on uni resolution uh i wrote this resolution because i was a rebel today i took my bike on uni so, was it in the supporting documents? It's funny that their inspectors actually got off of it and say nothing. So, um, <laughs> it's in the HRT drive. I don't know if it's in the supporting documents. Okay, well, it's in the HRT drive. And I will also read it. But, okay, here, I'm just going to read it and then I can provide clarification or anything. So bikes on Muni Metro, resolution urging the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency, SFFTA, to repeal its policy of prohibiting non-folding bicycles on Muni Metro light rail services and allow full-size bicycles to be transported on Muni Metro trains. Whereas the SFMTA operates Muni, San Francisco's public transportation service, which includes several light rail lines commonly known as Muni Metro and Whereas Muni Metro provides fast and frequent service to many San Francisco neighborhoods, including service through tunnels under San Francisco's steepest hills, including Twin Peaks and Buena Vista Heights. And whereas bicycle network routes comparable to Muni Metro routes are highly inadequate. For example, Portola Drive's bike lane, which parallels the Twin Peaks Muni Metro tunnel, 
are on a steep grade and offer no physical protection for 35 mile per hour traffic. And Kirkham Slow Street, which parallels the end Judah meeting mentioned about, was removed in late 2022. And whereas allowing bicycles on public transit has many benefits, including increasing public transit accessibility and ridership by providing a convenient way to get to and from public transit, in addition to expanding access for cyclists who may not be able to cycle for their entire trip due to distance or elevation. And whereas Muni Metro currently only permits holding bicycles, which severely limits accessibility to people biking. And whereas Muni Metro's bike policy is an outlier with every other Bay Area rail transit operator, including BART, Sonoma Marin Area Rail Transit, Capital Corridor, Caltrain, and East Commuter Rail, which all allow full-sized bikes on board. And whereas throughout the United States, rail transit operators with similar operating conditions, such as those with underground, include, sorry, including those with underground stations, such as Seattle's Link Light Rail, crowding, such as the New York City subway, and high floor trains, such as Denver RTD, all have policies that allow full-sized bikes on board. Whereas, or, and whereas, Calgary C-Tran, which operates the same light rail model, light rail vehicle models as Muni Metro, allows bikes on its trains at off-peak times and as of May 2022, expanded bicycle access to all hours, all hours of service, even as ridership reached pre-pandemic levels. Whereas overcrowding is typically cited as a reason against allowing full-size bicycles on Muni Metro. However, according to SMTA director Jeffrey Tumlin, Muni Metro ridership has lagged compared to bus recovery following the compared to bus ridership following the COVID-19 pandemic, with some lines such as the J Church seeing only 55% of pre-pandemic ridership, freeing up space for bicycles. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the 2022-2023 Youth Commission of the City and County of San Francisco calls on the SFMTA to reveal its policy of prohibiting full-size bicycles from being brought on the Muni Metro system and allow full-size bicycles on Muni Metro trains when in the riders and operators' best judgment there is sufficient space to safely accommodate them. That was a mouthful. I haven't read a resolution in months. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a niche issue, but like people have talked about this. There's been like um, articles in like uh, SF Street's blog and uh, just like people talking about it on Twitter lately. And I think it's just like a really odd policy that we have because kind of as I mentioned, like basically every other system um, you know, allows it. And like, this would be something like, you know, when I come here after school, like if I have my bike, I basically either have to leave my bike at school, ride it here, which is insane, or I take it on the train, which is currently prohibited. So I think it, a lot of people do it anyways. Um, but like they, they're trying to enforce, um, they're trying to enforce it more. Like they stuck little stickers on the doors recently that say no bikes and stuff. Um, so I, I just think they should, it's time to like change this policy and like, it doesn't cost them anything is the other part. This is just something they can do, so. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm just wondering like, when we say like, in the offering is best judgment, there's sufficient space to see if we can them. Does that mean like, that bikes would be allowed, would only not be allowed in the super crowded trails in the capacity that operators have. It would be able to in a situation like that, say, bikes. Yeah, I think that's like, that's like a common policy that other systems have, you know, like, 
Because, yeah, I, I think it is like, you know, if you're like trying to jam like a big bicycle onto a like crowded train, that could be like a safety risk, like something that, you know, they want to avoid. So like previously, like systems like BART in the past, like actually prohibited like during rush hour, they were like, oh, from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., no bikes. But then they also like maybe like five years ago changed to just be like, you know, in like, you know, people have decent discretion to like, you know, when it's safe or not. So. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just like it's kind of like you know you gotta put on your liability hat. If, if you just say it's all liability, were there any other questions? Uh, this is more of a section between that is maybe just for banks. Yeah, so some of the newer trains, they have a section like towards the middle of the car, if you've like been on one, where there's like seating on one side, but then the other side is just currently like space. I think they try to make it so like more people could fit because like if you stand, you take up less space. It's like the theory. So they didn't put seats there, but it's actually like kind of perfect. I don't know if I have a good photo of doing illegal activities and having my bike on the metro, but it, it kind of fits a bike, like pretty perfectly. Um, you can kind of see there, basically it's like this little area where there's like no seats. So um, yeah, um, I feel like that could be a, like a good area if they wanted to you know, designate uh, for that. I was like, my questions for the last class, um, a lot of them that asked in theory, I was wondering like, do we own I mean, okay, I could change it to be like urge the mayor and the board of supervisors to urge the SMMTA and then add another clause and, you know, send this resolution to SMMTA. They'll get the gist. So we can change it. Yeah. That sounds great. And yeah, I think we're gonna like vote on this today just because it wasn't in the documents. Um, but okay, okay, yeah, oh, we did read it. True. Okay, cool. Um, do people want to make a motion? We can. Yeah. And there's definitely more opportunities to comment or add revisions or suggestions in the future. So, Work with any of y'all on that. Cool. Okay. So, are there any motions? Great. So, we have a motion by Commissioner Wong, seconded by Commissioner Kim, uh, to send this um, resolution uh, to the full committee. Great. Um, is there any discussion? Very none. Is there any public comment? If any members of the public have public comment, please raise your hand now and at chairing of no public comments. Oh, so um, seeing no public comment, public comment is closed. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Aye.
any of those Great. So with that, that um, motion passes, and we can move to item seven C, which is the Gary Improvement Project. This is not even in the agenda yet. So originally, um, somebody from the SFMTA reached out, and I think they were interested in presenting, but for whatever reason, um, that didn't happen. So. But they did ask um, if we would write a letter of support. We did write so let's find it. Sorry. <laughs> Um, Josh, I sent it to the Youth Commission account earlier. Would you maybe be able to pull it up on the screen? Or, like, just share it to the theory improvement? Yeah, I sent a letter. It was, like, earlier this afternoon. Sorry. Um, with the Gmail? Yeah. Okay. Send it to your SF I, I can give y'all some context about the project for moving, but essentially eerie for the most part. Um, it's one of the it's the busiest, or it was before the pandemic, it was the busiest bus corridor in San Francisco, now second to only Mission Street. Um, it carries about um, 36,000 riders every day. And currently there's a bus lane for most of the route, but um, part of the route uh, between um, 15th Avenue and like 28th Avenue, there's um, angled parking, basically, so it's like, you pull like the front of your car to the curb instead of like, the side. And um, uh, basically they want to convert that into regular parking, which removes about one parking space off of every um, block. So I think it's like maybe like 20 or 30 spaces in total um, throughout the, the like section of blocks, but it would um, create a transit lane there. And then they're also doing several other like bus stop and like pedestrian safety improvements. So like, yeah. Um, so like different um, curb extensions and um, like other things to improve uh, pedestrian safety and just some of the other um, like highlights are like 
it's because um, they've already done like basically the same projects just on a different section of Geary Street. Um, um, just like inner Geary, like um, kind of like east of Stanion, I think they've said, where there's already like a bus lane and they've done some of like the bus stop improvements. And there they've seen an 18% reduction in um, travel time, so the buses are 18% faster. And then they saw an 81% decrease in um, excessive speeding like by drivers. So it, it's having uh, great uh, benefits for both transit and pedestrian safety. Should I actually read the letter? Or... I just wonder what Should we vote to send it to the whole commission? I could agree. All right. Okay. Okay. I, I can read it. Okay. Dear SFMTA Board of Directors, on behalf of the San Francisco Youth Commission, I express our support for the Boulevard Improvement Project. This project has a bus and taxi only lane from Geary Boulevard from 15th Avenue to 28th Avenue and other transit speed and pedestrian safety improvements. The Youth Commission is composed of 17 youths between the ages of 12 and 23 who represent the diverse communities of San Francisco. Created by voters under a 1995 amendment to the city charter, the Youth Commission advises the Board of Supervisors and the Mayor of San Francisco on policies and laws related to young people. The Youth Commission also provides comments and recommendations on all proposed laws that primarily affect youth before the Board takes final action. The Youth Commission supports the Geary Boulevard Improvement Project because of the transformative effects it will have on the 36,000 plus daily riders at the and rapid lines. Similar improvements already in place on Geary east of the proposed project saw an 18% decrease in travel time and uh, travel time and an 81% reduction in excessive speeding. The proposed project will expand these benefits where they're needed most. The Geary Corridor is the city's busiest corridor, and this section of Geary Boulevard is part of the city's high interdict network. Improvements in this segment benefit riders across the entire route through increased speed, reliability, reliability, and travel time reductions, which allow resources to be allocated to more frequent service. Reliable transportation and street safety is critical for young San Franciscans. 58% of SFUSD high school students rely on units to get to school, according to an SFUSD survey. And one in five 38 Geary riders are under the age of 25. Uh, Traffic violence is the second leading cause of death for youth under 18 and under. The 38 Geary and 38R Geary Rapid are many equity strategy routes serving the Tenderloin and Western Edition neighborhoods and as part of the citywide accessibility routes, 12 mini routes that disproportionately serve people with disabilities. This project supports the city's transit-first policy, climate emergency declaration, Vision Zero goal, the Muni equity strategy, and the San Francisco Youth Commission's budget and policy priorities of achieving Vision Zero and providing accessible and reliable transportation. The commission urges your eye vote. Signs of blood. There's there's a little have to happen in resolution. Um, so yeah, there's that. Do I need to read that too? Okay. Okay, this would be it. 
supporting the GP Mobile Recruitment Project. Whereas Gary is one of Muni's highest ridership, uh, highest ridership corridors, survey over 36,000 riders every day. And whereas the Gary Boulevard Recruitment Project, the project would extend the existing transit only lane for 15th Avenue to 28th Avenue, building on the 18% reduction in travel time achieved where transit links were already implemented. And whereas the project would also provide pedestrian safety benefits to sidewalk rollouts and through the resulting uh, reduction in excessive speeding. Whereas one in five riders of the three curious youth under the age of 25, and whereas this project supports the city's transit first policy, climate emergency declaration, mission zero goals, community equity strategy, and the San Francisco Commission's budget and policy priorities of achieving mission zero and providing accessible and reliable transportation. Now, now therefore, we conclude that the 2022 2023 of San Francisco supports the approval of the Gary Boulevard Improvement Project and directs the chair to send the attendance letter uh, of support to the SMTA. Okay. Well, also with the same motion supporting. I typed this literally on my phone as I was looking into the space coming, so uh, the quality is what it is. But we can, we can improve it before we buy sleep. Were there any comments, questions, or? I just want to do like. Do you, I'll share this with you. I think just suggested. You can approve it for Matt. Yeah, that snake should Yes. I'm trying to put it in the HMT chat. I think I just need to do it on my We want to take like an initial like on it today with like the grammatical corrections to send it to the so like support with grammatical corrections and send to the commission if somebody wants to get that option. Great. Um, 
Item 7D is HRT-related updates. I believe we have Commissioner Barker Plummer here to give an update on one of the resolutions that they're working on as it pertains to housing. Welcome, Commissioner Barker Plummer. Uh, please feel free to give your presentation. Well, thank you, commissioners um, and Chair Miller. It's great to see you. Um, I think I sent this or texted it to you all individually um, a little bit ago, but it's a Google Doc. Um, you would have to ask. You. Is it shared with the commission Gmail? Yeah. It's shelter conditions. This one? This resolution? It's, it says shelter conditions for LGBTQ plus transitional aged youth. This one? Which one? Yes. Delicious. <laughs> um, okay. So this is uh, a resolution from the LGBTQ plus task force. We have we have two upcoming resolutions. The first is this one um, about the conditions, um, specifically like around harassment and uh, abuse of LGBTQ people using homelessness services in San Francisco um, and transitional aged queer transitional aged youth in San Francisco. The other resolution will focus on the placement. Um, mechanism or like test that uh, is used by HSH for permanent housing. So um, we ended up separating the two just for simplicity's sake. And I think this one will probably go before the commission um, first. But I wanted to um, get your guys's feedback on it, um, especially uh, I want to try and make the, the resolved clauses a little bit more specific in what we are urging HSH to do, and as someone who's not on HRT, I'm not as um, informed on uh, the issues facing uh, youth in the homelessness system. So, and as well as invite anyone to um, co-sponsor who might be interested. But right now we are calling for, um, Josh keeps moving the thing. We are calling for um, the city and county to improve the culture and conditions of temporary shelters and permanent supportive housing, um, calling for HSH to provide mandatory training to staff members to make sure that they're well educated on queer youth issues and needs, um, and we are urging the Department of Home, uh, HSH to incorporate youth input and feedback and do so in, so, do so in consultation with the Youth Commission. Um, but I'm definitely wondering if there are other things members of this committee think should be included, whether that's specific to queer transitional aged youth or just transitional aged youth um, in the system in terms of conditions in shelters and permanent supportive housing. I guess when you say conditions, like something that we've talked about here, definitely you know, welcome other committee members to chime in, but uh, something we've talked about is like congregate versus non-congregate shelters. And um, something we've heard from like HSH is there's definitely a preference towards you know like more privacy, and it sounds like that might you know help here. 
So just being like more specific and like calling for like, they mentioned like non-congregate, like kind of like the like hotel rooms that they gave during the pandemic. Um, as well as just like ways of like trying to provide more privacy, like um, within like more traditional like congregate shelters. So I think that's something that could be like specifically called out here. That's a suggestion. Do other committee members have thoughts? Um, I guess I would also mention because this first resolve clause mentions both temporary shelters and permanent supportive housing. This really ties into when we heard from HSH at the LGBTQ plus task force meeting back in April, but the, maybe um, suggesting that like LGBTQ plus identifiers could be like a criteria for the adult primary assessment or whatever replaces that. Um, because, uh, you know, what this reflects, this resolution sort of reflects the fact that LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus people are uniquely vulnerable to the impacts of homelessness. And so, I think we should maybe advocate for them being prioritized in terms of finding that permanent support housing. Speculation. What? Oh, I was, I was saying, I, I think he's taking notes. I, I was just saying. Oh, I am, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do other commission or committee members have comments? And then I'm also wondering if anyone wants to um, co-sponsor this. We currently have myself and Commissioner P. Mantel have been the leaders of this on the task force, but I'm I'm open to folks co-sponsoring. Yeah, um, I had a few things. I mean, I think this is like a good resolution. The only thing that I would say is like the whereas clauses. Like, I just feel like there's like a lot of like statistics like sprinkled all throughout the thing, and there's not really like. I would say there's like not a twin line, but it's just like some of them are kind of in random spots. So I would just like organize it, um, and I can definitely help do that too. Um, just because I feel like it like jumps back and forth, like into like different issues, like really weirdly. Um, so I would just like make it more organized so that when you like get to the resolve section, it like makes more sense. Um, because like your whereas clauses like mess it up. Um, and that's something that I can do. And also like. For the resolved clauses, um, I think like something that we talked about like um, within this committee when you say like incorporate youth input and feedback, we talked about like a survey. Um, so I would like include that language in there as well. Um, and also like if you do more research on what types of changes um, like the the Department of Homelessness and Public Housing can do, I think like some specificity might help this resolution. Um, but yeah, in general, just like Probably like organizing the background a little more and like um, making the resolved session more specific. Um, and also like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think everything else is good though. I, I, I definitely be happy to respond to and help with the presentation. Um, and thank you guys for watching. Yeah, I just add, um, I think one of the like, where asked clauses um, mentions um, like that, like transgender youth were like assigned like incorrectly or like based on their um, gender and uh, like gender identity. 
So I don't know if that's like addressed um, in the results through like more training. Like I don't know if that's like a training gap or like or, like policy gap. But I think that's like something that's like really important that that be um, remedied. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think I agree with um, Commissioner Wynn about like being more specific about the trainings. If that if like we think that's a training gap, but just um, make that clear that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think um, it was addressed in like both the improving the culture part and also like the training part. But I think like making like separate clauses about what you could like actually do to improve the culture of uh, like Commissioner Miller said, whether that's like um, in like a specific training or like in like a specific policy, I think that would help with like the strength of the resolution because you know I feel like a lot of the supervisors can agree that we should make these places more um more welcoming for these for Tay youth. Um but they like don't know the ways to do so. So I think like providing specificity and like more direction would Yeah, are there any other commissioners who have thoughts, comments, um, or are interested in their sponsoring? If I didn't mention already, I'd be happy to be a good sponsor of this. Um, and I guess also, um, sounds like you shared it with all of the uh, committee members. Um, so I guess if people have further like comments or just like minor like suggestions and stuff, um, I don't know if uh, Commissioner Parker or you could clarify, but uh, are people welcome to like make those suggestions on the document? Yeah, I think you might need to request edit access. I'm not sure who it's currently shared with, but um, do that and I will approve you to make suggestions. Great. Well, we really thank you um, coming to um, share this with us and thanks for the work that you've done on this at the LGBTQ uh, plus task force. And um, yeah, do you have anything else? No, um, thank you for the feedback. It's definitely helpful. Um, and we'll be chatting about it to, at our LGBTQ task force meeting tomorrow. So um, I'll definitely bring this feedback to that. And if you have any more feedback, let me know before then, or feel free to come to that meeting if you feel strongly. Um, but I just wanted to stop by and let you all know this was happening and get your feedback, which has been helpful. Thank you. Great. Well, we look forward to having it at the full commission uh, soon as well. So thank you. Thanks. Did folks have any other um, HRT related updates for item number seven? Um, now's like also like a good time, especially I know the term is kind of um, coming to an end, but if there were any last, you know, resolutions you wanted to pitch and like see if other committee members are interested in working on, uh, any like presentations you wanted, uh, organizations you wanted to partner with, that would be a great time because, um, you know, the, the term really is, it's, it's shocking how fast it went by. It feels like, I don't know, some moments were really slow, some were kind of fast, but you know, we're in the home stretch here. So if folks have any anything they're still looking to accomplish.
the forest floors. Um, I mean, I guess one thing that I'll talk about is the Ocean Avenue like mobility action plan. They they've been working on their report of recommendations to the to the SFCTA for like maybe like over a year now. Um, but I feel like the process like they they tried to take community input. I feel like not many people went to the meetings. Um, but they did like incentivize people to fill out the survey and then get part. So I'm sure that got like a bunch of responses. But I just don't know how like responsive the actual task force was to like all this community input. Um, but what I really fast now, their final report is like um, up for review from the SFCTA tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, and it's I'm pretty sure it's like here where it's here like in City Hall. Um, oh yeah, it's in City Hall, room 250, and I think I'll be able to person, but I'll probably watch um, online. So if you guys are interested in like two meetings, it'll be at 10 a.m. And I can forward that to Josh too, so he can send it out. Do you know that they recommend the removal of the Unfortunately, they did. Okay, so I'm gonna have to call in or something. I'll be fine. <laughs> So there's like a mystery bridge at City College. Yeah, and they want to like, they want to remove it. I don't know. You should check though, because I'm not like in the first time, but that's my chance. Honestly, I don't really care enough. And there's bigger fish to fry. Sorry. Great. Okay. Um, are there any other, I don't know, I guess going into next term, presumably some of us may be uh, returning. Um, but something I'm interested in is um, like uh, doing something in regards to like muni, like fair enforcement, and just looking at that. And also, I think um, Alondra had connected with me to some people um, at CCSF's like student government who are working to like expand free muni, like maybe the city college or like college students in general. Um, so I think that could be an interesting element of that. We also talked about like doing a broader like. Um, like focus resolution um, and like the the function of meeting metro was kind of like a spin-off of something that could get done quicker. Um, but there's that. And I guess we also talked about like bike share um, and like a future like vision for that. So maybe um, I don't know, I might do more like research around that, but I'll keep y'all updated on that. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, with the bike stuff, I tried to do the research with like what a system in the future could look like, but it's kind of like you know very little to it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I know we talked to the business office, but I feel like they didn't really like that vision either. So I guess like it might be possible we could actually like talk about that as an example. Like even if it's just like testing, um, because there's like literally just like one more. And it's kind of but I think you just say that it's better to do like some sort of public system as opposed to like a private, like very unaffordable system. Um and yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I think something that could be helpful is like maybe uh, uh like looking at other cities as like like case studies, like I think like some of them are not like fully like public, like they have a contracted like operator, but like I know LA receives a much higher like subsidy, so it's only like a dollar for like 30 minutes or like 
different cities have like other programs so looking at like what other cities have been successful but i'm definitely interested in helping them yeah. with that so i mean yeah that moving somewhat again and i guess are we going to be at the like full commission talking about like um advocacy around like budget uh, Joy should be reaching out to folks to see if they're going to be here throughout the day so they can do more public comment for voice supervisors. Um, yeah, Joy with them. Okay. Yeah, she mentioned like, um, just us coming to the public comment. It's, it's the day of our full license. So it would be like very convenient. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Relevance and they Okay, yeah, that would be helpful. Um, so I know that, I mean, this is a little wonderful, but you mentioned the like, full license meeting doc was back in two weeks. Now, are we still having an HRT meeting then? Uh, I assume it will be canceled. Do we have, do people have, I mean, this is kind of a good time. Like, if people have presentation requests or stuff, we could reschedule. Um, otherwise, is there anything you can present Yeah. Folks want to be scheduled or do you want to just have the next meeting be July I'm fine with just doing July 10th. I'm out there. Same. <laughs> yes, fine. I'm glad you gave us permission. <laughs> I was kind of learning. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. And, like, yeah, if there is like a quorum issue or you know, just not a lot of business we can also sort that out in the future. But yeah, okay, sounds good. Cool. If people don't have any more um, updates, we can call like a or I guess we should take, we take public comment. Is there any public comment on item seven and item seven? Unless UN has any public comment. Great, I know. <laughs> Seeing that public comment is closed and we can call item eight, please. I don't know if eight is announcements. Do folks have any announcements in the events? One, um, so as you might have heard, tonight the state legislature made a deal um, within themselves to fund public transportation uh, to avoid the fiscal cliffs for a lot of the transit agencies. Um, I don't believe the governor has agreed to it yet. Um, I'm looking to say what's going to happen, but I don't want to keep on comment on statewide stuff. Uh, you can still allow remote public comment all things. Um, if you're interested, let me know. I'm going to go to state. I'm going to use to do the public Detrimental in community environments. It's not bad to operational. Make, make operational lessons. Do you folks have other announcements or events? If not, we can move to item nine, which is adjournment. 
<laughs> Great. So this meeting is adjourned at um, six thirty-nine p.m. Thank you. Thanks, you. What's crazy?